You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, yeah. Podcast time. Zoo gives us the thumbs up. We give him the thumbs up, and you give us a thumbs up, I hope. Al, what's up? I got I got, I got something for you, Al. What do you how got you? there, Jerry? Oh, hi, Jerry. It's good to be back with you on the post-game podcast. The, uh, even the last two days, we were at uh, Giants camp, Jets camp, so I did not do I know. post-game podcasts. I was, uh, I was looking for it. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. I yeah. did look for it while I was away. Yep, it uh, does not exist, Jerry. So I didn't post much at all, and I haven't in months, as you know. Specifically on Twitter. On the Twitter. They call it X now, Jerry. That You have to go like this. You have to go. It's not called Twitter anymore? No. Is that true? Yeah. But you're supposed to say like this when you reference it. You go like, um, I haven't posted much on X, formerly known as Twitter. I wasn't aware of this. Yeah. This is what journalists have to do now. Okay. Anyhow, I didn't post on X mm-hmm. or, fa- or really anything. I think I posted the one thing about the no-hitter. Yes. That, that was, was it. Because I thought that was really cool and, you know, as you know. One of the things I wanted to post, but I was not going to give you the satisfaction without doing it in person, was our travel to Texas. Now, people that have listened to the podcast have heard this to a certain degree, but not terribly. And they sure haven't gotten your reaction to this. What do we always talk about uh, going to the airport? Uh, That it could be a disaster. Could be a disaster. Could be smooth sailing. Could be smooth sailing. You never know what you're going to get. So I've had five flights in the last 15 days. I had the one to uh, to Houston. Five flights in 15 well, days? Well, yeah, because the one to Houston turned into two flights, which okay. we'll get to in a moment. Two flights to Houston. I had the flight home from uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. Could okay. not have gone better. A little bumpy, but really easy in terms of door-to-door. The flight to uh, Milwaukee on Sunday, piece of cake, right on time. Matter of fact, got in early. And the flight home from Milwaukee yesterday, we got home 30 minutes early. And door-to-door was like four hours and 50 minutes from the time I got into the Uber at the hotel and then walked in my door at home. It was unbelievable. That's great. Let me take you to Monday, though. Nope, let me rewind, Al. Let me take you to Sunday, July 30th. Wake up, 6.30 is like doing a Sunday morning. We're not leaving till Monday. Nice direct flight. Newark to Houston, 8 a.m. To start the trip. To start the trip. The way I saw it, we were going to be at the resort by 12.30 p.m. on Monday. Get a good full day in. Awesome. A resort in Houston? Well, it was a hotel with a big resort pool and everything. Okay. And not Houston, in Galveston, right on the beach. So you fly into Houston, go to Galveston. Grab the rental car, drive 50 minutes to Galveston. Awesome. Okay. Wake up Sunday morning, 6.30, and I see an alert from United. I'm thinking, oh, cool, I can check in for my flight. No, uh, my flight has been canceled, <laughs> not rescheduled, canceled, but we have rebooked you. I'm like, oh, all right, well, that's fine. Let me look at what this is. Here's the rebooking. You're going to fly, instead of flying at 8 a.m. to Houston and landing in Houston at what would have been with the time difference, 1020, 
you were going to leave at 945 and fly to Charleston, South Carolina. You're going to land at noon, and then you're going to sit in the airport for six hours and then fly to Houston from Charleston. I didn't walk into that hotel until 11.15. So that was the Monday flight you night. took? That's what you had to do? There was, was nothing there was else. no other option? I got, so what I did was, because then we had four scattered seats on these two flights. He's here. He's there. I'm like, I mean, that's fine. I don't need to sit with them. They're old now. But I figure my wife wants to be with somebody. So I go online. I'm like, all right, let me see if there's any other direct flights. First, I booked the seats, and I moved them around. So they were together. I was by myself with them. And then you said, let me see if I can make this better. Yes. So I checked every other airline. There was no better. I mean, there was like one other flight to Houston nonstop out of Philly that was $950. Like, I'm not doing that. So we, and then let me just take you through the day first, because this is right up your alley. So we get the rebooking, all fine. We get to Newark Airport. We're good. All right, fine. We take off on time. We get to Charleston. Lovely, small little airport. Yeah, how was Charleston? Beautiful. I mean, I tell you, even like Milwaukee. Through these smaller cities, these airports I run know. like, oh, my God. So smooth. Oh, I was talking to a woman yesterday at TSA in Milwaukee. I'm like, I'm from New York. This is a pleasure. She starts laughing. She goes, I hear that five times a day. Well, sorry, I went into Indianapolis. It was so Isn't it great? wonderful. Yes. Makes you want to travel. Yes. So we get to Charleston. Got to kill five and a half hours. We have a nice lunch. Everything's fine. Did you leave the airport? No, I wanted to. Kim didn't want to just in case. I'm like, just in case of what? They cancel our flight again? We'll spend the night in Charleston. We didn't leave. So we went, had a long lunch. We watched movies. Everything was fine. So I'm like, all right, things are starting to hum along. We were supposed to board at 5 for a 5.30 flight. We're sitting there. Eh, your flight's delayed. I'm like, to what? It was not a big deal. It was a half hour. Now we're leaving at 6 instead of 5.30. We get on the plane. Uh, sorry, folks. Uh, we're just going to be a few minutes here before we get to leave. What are we doing? Long story short, we get to Houston at like, we didn't take off till 7.15. We then finally get to Houston and we land at mm, 10-ish, I want to say. No, 9.30. Huh. Uh, folks, this is not on us. We do apologize for the delays. No, it's been a long day forever for most of you. We don't have a gate. <laughs> so what happened when I returned from Indianapolis, from Indianapolis to Newark? How do you put them in the air without a gate? So then we go downstairs, and of course, you think the car rentals are at the airport? No. You got to go hump around the airport to go find the stupid shuttle to take a nine-minute ride to the rental car agency. Then I get to my Hertz. There's one person online. One. They don't speak English. Maybe they speak Spanish. So I'm listening in. No. The woman knows Spanish like English. And here is, here's what I hear. Sir, I don't speak Russian or whatever you're speaking. Russian? Please wait here. There's no one else there. I'm the only one online. Uh, dude, I was ready to shoot myself. Yeah, how did you, how was your attitude throughout this day? I was fine because the uh, the anger wore off on Sunday after I realized we're making the best of it. All right, you it. got the news Sunday. There was nothing I could do. So I'm like, you roll with it. No big deal. We're losing a day of the vacation. That's fine. We'll be fine. We'll still get there. My goal was to get to get Galveston by 7.30, have a nice dinner, or 8 p.m., whatever. That was out the out the crapper. And then it was just, maybe it was 11.30 by the time we got there. And then, oh, this is, and this is, this just capped off tonight. We finally get the stupid effing car. 
And I literally I say to Kim, you know what? At the at least we don't have far to go. She goes, yeah. What are we talking? I'm like, I think it's 32 minutes. Al, I don't know what the hell I Google mapped at home. I put it in. It comes up an hour and four minutes. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, an hour and four minutes. I'm like, there's got to be an accident. No, no accident. It was green, like all green, green. clear sailing. It was 60 miles, and it was an hour and about an hour. I thought she was going to throw me out of the car when I said it was an hour and not 30 minutes. But we went on and had a really a great time. But that Monday is everything we talk about. Right, and what it does is it takes, like, having that experience, which is, unfortunately, is quite common now, it throws off this idea of going somewhere for, like, a short vacation. Because if you don't have... Or how about when I did the Rutgers game in Minnesota? Right. And I flew at 11 a.m. for a 6 p.m. game. Yeah, flying for a day of an event? No. Really takes it away because you feel fortunate when things run smoothly. I agree. Like it's because that's not the norm anymore. Yeah. There's somewhere along the line. Some that's why I don't know like you you didn't plan to have a connecting flight. No, I hate connecting flights. I can't imagine people planning with a connecting flight. You know what I mean? Like that just seems but so some, impossible. Well, you can save a lot of money on a connecting flight. Yeah. But it's just it's difficult. I mean, I saw people when we got when that flight landed in Charleston they came on and said, we know there were several added people. Several people were added to this flight and have connections. Please raise your hand if your connection is within, the, within as we were taxiing, within the next 40 minutes. Half the plane, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but right. half the plane put their hands in the air. They're like, please let these people off first so they can get to their flight. I'm like, I mean, I got six hours to kill. It's fine. <laughs> but otherwise, I'd be like. Right, oh, you could be last one off. You would have yes. six full hours to kill. Of course. So it was... Um, yeah, and then I wake up yesterday morning in Milwaukee with an alert from JetBlue. I'm like, oh, no, 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 and it was nothing. It was just, hey, uh, weather around the country is not great. If you are, right. please make sure your flight's on time. We left early. We got in early. It couldn't have been better. Smooth as hell. Yesterday was the good. So would you recommend Galveston Beach for? Oh, 100, yeah, I would. I would. And it, and how does it differ from, let's say, uh, New Jersey beaches or Florida beaches? Well, a couple things. For me, I grew up on the Jersey Shore in LBI. I mean, I spent many a summer in Long Beach Island. I lived near Point Pleasant for three years and spent countless days there. I've been to them all. So to me, it was just something different. I would call this, it was like LBI, but my, the Galveston is 32 miles long of an island. It's quiet. It's calm, at least where we were. Restaurants everywhere. Bars were everywhere. Um, the, the ocean was calm. It was just great. Is that the Gulf of Mexico? Yeah. The water was so warm. Yeah. It was clear. Not like when the, when the, when the waves came, obviously it drudges up the sand. But when you're in there, when it's calm, I mean, it's crystal clear. It was just um, people. And I, I hate to say this because we say it a lot, but it also has is also a part of it too. People were so friendly down there. It just, the entire experience was, and remember we didn't go there to go to the beach. We went there because we were doing a baseball trip and this made it at least appealing for my wife. And I would go back now, but I would go, I want I would want to be there for a week. Galveston yeah. beach. Yeah. Yeah. Really nice. Some beautiful resorts. I didn't even know existed. And what do you do? So, so how many days were you just at the resort? Well, as it turned out really just two. Because we got in, we lost all of Monday, 
and then I was planning on staying a little later Thursday, but the, we just, it was like, you know, let's just get in the car and go to Arlington because that ride was longer than I thought. <laughs> you had some map planning issues. I had some planning, but we had two full days there. Uh, and that's all it was. I always wonder, what do you do at a resort like um, other than be at the beach mm-hmm. and you just hang out there all day? The beach, back and forth at the pool. Drinks. Drinks for sure. Yeah, all sorts of things like that. And, you know, a lot of island stuff. They had the miniature golf. They had batting cages that were actually really Oh, nice. that's pretty cool. I would go batting cage. You know, that was cool. They have the pier. Um, which is a cross between, I would say, the Santa Monica Pier and like the Point Pleasant Boardwalk. You know, it was it was cool and it was it was busy, but it wasn't super crowded. People wear cowboy hats down there, like even in the beach area. No, so that's where we we were there. You know, on Thursday we went out for breakfast before we headed to Arlington, and Kim's like, "Can we go see Texas now?" Because she even in Houston, we didn't really see any of that. Didn't just, feel like it. No, no, nothing. We went in for the baseball game. It was like nothing. You needed to go somewhere like a rodeo, cattle steering. We went to the Fort Worth Stockyards, and that's all we saw. And that was probably the best part of the trip. What is this now? The Fort Worth Stockyards. So it's where they have the cattle drive every morning at 11 a.m. Uh, they've got tons of bars. There is a rodeo, which I did take a picture of because um, they had a rodeo that night, but we were going to the Rangers game. So we couldn't go to the rodeo. Um, that was honestly superb. The, ro- the the rodeo was cool. So you go rodeo, you go Astros game, you go Texas Rangers game, you do Galveston Beach Resort. Yeah. Then you a, a Cowboys uh, tour of AT and T Stadium. Cowboys tour of AT and T Stadium. Which was That's outstanding. cool. Yeah, it was went to Top Golf in uh, in Fort Worth, just because the kids like to play golf. I wanted to play golf, but it was too hot and too expensive. We had to rent clubs. Buy it was too much. It was one thing that. It was one thing to pay a hundred bucks each to play golf. Then it would have been another fifty to rent clubs, another fifty in ball. I missed. No, not not happening. And then you flew to Milwaukee to see Pink on Sunday. Correct. There's nonstop flights from Newark to Milwaukee. No, I went to JFK. Oh, you had to go JFK. Yeah, which go figure. An hour and two minutes there, no traffic. Coming home, an hour and four minutes. One stop for like three or four minutes on the uh, on the Staten Island Expressway, and that was it. It was, was really uh, couldn't have gone better, actually. They got a lot of old brewer stuff in the uh, airport out there. Yeah, no, actually. Gorman Tom, Gorman Thomas uh, posters, no. Ben Ogilvy. No, just Wisconsin merchandise. Oh, Wisconsin. Yeah, you yep. you you would like Milwaukee. A lot of bars and restaurants on this little on this little on this river walk that they have. Very lively, but nothing crazy. I, I actually think you would love it. Nice ballpark. Yeah, and quiet town too. Quiet city. Yeah, I'm looking for more of those things. Like Boomers told me the other day, I don't know how it came up. He, he said to me, he goes, you would like Cincinnati. Okay. I was there, very much like Milwaukee. Yeah, and my friend John, who does every summer a similar thing with what you do, he goes to see different ballparks. And they went to uh, this, this summer he was with his daughter trying to – they were going, like, to different cities trying to get into Taylor Swift concerts. Yeah, sure, that's cool. And then when they couldn't get into different places – hanging out in the parking lot, listening to the show, where I guess which is a thing now. Wow. But he loved Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati was, I was there for the Cowboys uh, and Bengals in 2020, actually, yeah. during the pandemic, uh, that pandemic fall. Um, and that's when the Bengals were one of the few teams that allowed fans in. I think it was a capacity of 20,000, I think they let in. That was like my first time with people again in a big setting. But that city was very much like Milwaukee. Yeah. It was quiet but it wasn't dead. 
and it, there wasn't the New York City hustle and bustle rat race. Did you feel like you could get mugged there? No. No. Not at all. I, I, I mean, both of those cities. Now, again, that was during the pandemic, so a little different maybe. But Milwaukee this weekend? Yeah. I didn't, I'm not saying they're not there. I'm sure they are. I didn't see any homeless from when we walked around. Everything was relatively clean, except for this one block we walked down that needed some help. Um, but for the most part, a lot of construction going on in certain spots, and then very, it was cool. It really was. Did it look like, like when I was in Indianapolis, I felt like I could feel the effects of the pandemic on that city, like to what the, the empty, uh, uh, stores, restaurants, I homeless. I didn't notice that because where we were, all it was was restaurants. And they were all, from what I saw, in business. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, no, that didn't strike me, no. You Did the people seem larger in the Milwaukee? Chubbier than uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go here. Yeah. But everyone's enormous. Yeah. Like they eat a lot of cheese there in Wisconsin. Not, well, everyone's big everywhere. Oh, and again, I put myself in this category. I had to lose thirty pounds. I've been saying it for two years. I know that. But the amount of people that are so incredibly large is at a troubling rate. It's very high rate now. I mean, there was a. I feel bad saying this, but there was a woman sitting in front of us. She had trouble getting in and out of the seat for the concert, and it's like it's heartbreaking to watch that. As she, no joke, pounded, I would say, six Dr. Peppers during the show. Oh, she went like, a little That's Dr. not Pepper. helping. But to each his own. I mean, she feel little, bad. little Dr. Pepper and pink. Uh, yes, Dr. Pepper and pink. How's pink looking? Is she in good shape? Very good shape. Yeah. For what? For that act she does? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You sing along at concerts? I'm trying to Sometimes. figure out, like, what does a Jerry Recco do? Yeah, no, at I'll, a big I'll, concert yeah, like no, that. Yeah, no, I'll sing along if I know the if I know the song. You'll yes. stand up, you'll nod your head. Oh, absolutely, rock that sort of thing. Yes, I'm not fully dancing. I can tell you that. But... Does your wife like to talk during the concerts? No, she wants to listen to music. That's what I want. Yeah, but Gina like tries to talk to me at these shows, and then she gets mad when I'm when she at the end. It always ends up. I felt like I was at this concert alone. Well, you're go, there well, to watch the music. Yeah, and listen. Yeah. That's what I say. Well, if you want to borrow Kim, I'm sure she'll go to a concert with you. <laughs> well, I've got Bruce Springsteen coming up. I know. Well, she doesn't like him, so. Oh, that's that not going to be out. good. You would, I also thought of you, too, when um, who played? Pat uh, Benatar. Pat Benatar played. Would have been right up your alley as well. You know, I see her playing Atlantic City at, at least every summer. Was that true? Yeah. And I had, Gina and I had tickets for her. Listen to this concert in Atlantic City. Would have been awesome. Rick Springfield and Pat Benatar. Together? Well, no, they were like Pat Benatar would come on first and okay. Rick Springfield. But that was the time I went down there, and then there was like something happened with the roof of the oh, the place yeah, where they are playing, yeah, and yeah. they canceled. Yeah, I remember that. But I would have liked to have seen Pat Benatar. She was great, and she looks, so we looked it up, she's 70. And Damn. she's still walking around. Now, she's not flying around the stage. Yeah. But she's still moving, and she sounds phenomenal. Really, does she hit some notes? I'm like, God damn. Really good. And I would say the place clearly went nuts for Pink. Obviously. Yeah. So that's why you're there. But it was such... Let me ask you this. If you were going to a Pink concert, what type of audience would you expect to see age-wise? All right, Jerry. Audience age-wise. I'm going to give you uh, women aged uh, 24 to 38. So I, w- I told her that I kind of... Uh, car, not Pink, my wife. 
because she was surprised too. I expected a crowd. I thought we'd be the old people there, forty nine. Yes, you know, but made sense because she burst out onto the scene twenty four years ago. So to me, that made sense. Twenty five. All right. The amount of sixty and seventy year old people that were in this audience blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. The the range was basically eighteen, well not even fifteen, all the way to seventy five, and. Pat Benatar, I don't know what people were expecting. They were into Pat Benatar. Like, they, at one point, she would stop singing, and the whole place was singing her music. It was unbelievable. That must be weird for Pink that Pat Benatar is opening for her. I think it's weird for Pat Benatar that she's an opening act. Yeah. But, I mean, you could tell when Pink came on, the place was ready to explode. I think that's why, like, Pink is playing stadiums, right? Because that was a, ba- well, it was it was a baseball, baseball stadium. Stadiums. It had to be 60,000 people. Yeah, you have to have somebody who has that huge age range, right, in order to get that many people. I would think so. you yeah. got to have the 15 to 75-year-olds. I just, I don't know. I can't imagine my mom going to see Pink. Yeah. But maybe she would. I don't I don't know. you got to invite her next time. Say, we're going to Milwaukee to see Pink. Are you in? Well, I, I, yes, I could do that. I asked my wife for 50 if she wanted to go to Australia to see her. Ooh. She's out on that. She hates flying. That's only like a 22-hour flight, Jerry. I'm sure it would be run very smoothly. I was three-quarters kidding. Yeah. And she said yes. I would, oh, oh, I'm not going to look at this now. <laughs> I do want to go to Australia at some point. So do I, but, but it's not going to be with my wife. You want to go? She's out. Maybe you and I go, Jerry. <laughs> Alan Jerry's tour of the Australia. Podcast. The podcast. It was international. <laughs> podcast world tour. That's it. We'll see if we could do our podcast from that opera house. That really cool... Sydney Opera House, Jerry. Okay, whatever That'd you want to awesome. do. We rent it out, and then I, we'll sell our own tickets. I will tell you, though, the Aussies. I, I don't mind flying. The idea of a 22-hour flight yeah. does not excite me. It is not good. Like, I'm even contemplating. I asked her if she wanted to go to Hawaii for our 50th, and she doesn't even want to do that. She goes, anything past California, it's too far, too Right, long. the double flight. Yes. She doesn't want to do double flight. She doesn't want the nine-hour nonstop flight. To me, I think that's my limit. I think nine hours. I'm probably good. Yeah, that's got to be the limit. It's a lot. I think that was what how long it took to get to Italy, and that's that was plenty. Probably about the same, right? Yeah. Eight, maybe seven. I think eight? nine hours. It was nine. I think. I don't. Who knows? Okay. Who knows? You Jerry? went twice. You think you'd remember? You think I would? I I do believe it was nine hours. Yeah. That's what's sticking in my head. Okay. Pink. So it is cool to go to a concert that's not in your town. I agree. Right. Yes. Because you make an event of it. We, that's exactly what we did. You don't know already that, like, when I go see Bruce Springsteen, I already know I'm going to be sitting in miserable traffic to get mm-hmm. into MetLife Stadium and to get out of MetLife Stadium. You don't know what you're getting into when you go to Milwaukee, you go to Indianapolis. Could no, be, no idea. Could be much easier. A lot of anticipation. Yeah. I did run into something that I know annoys you, too. We took Uber. I wasn't driving there. I didn't even rent the car. So... The show started at 6.30. We knew she wasn't coming on until 8.39. I said to Kim, like, you know what? Let's just go at 5 o'clock. By the time we get there and get in, it'll be 5.45. We'll get some drinks. We'll chill out. And you will watch the opening acts. You know, whatever. I thought we were going really early. So 5 o'clock, I dial up the Uber. A guy comes. It was one of these guys that does not shut up. Does not shut up. And as soon as we got close to where traffic became an issue, he was one of these, I don't know why I do this. I knew I probably shouldn't have accepted your fare. He was a nice guy, but you could tell the traffic was driving him crazy. And he even said, he goes, I tell you, when I saw it come up in the stadium, I, we were early. Boy, this pink must be popular. This is insane. 
So I got to a point. I'm like, do me a favor. Just stop. Because we were, at this point, crawling. And I could see the stay. I'm like, we're good. We're going to get out. So we got out. He knew I was annoyed. I did not tip him until 24 hours later. Nice. Just to make him think. Let him think about it. Yes. And like, he what was did good. I do? The, the ride was fine. He was good. He was very friendly. That pissed me mm-hmm. off, though. I like that. You made him think about it. You did tip him, which I is nice of you. And I gave him a good rating because mm-hmm. he did. He was fine, but I didn't care for the last five, ten minutes of the ride. You wanted him to realize those last five, ten minutes almost cost him a tip. Yeah, that's exactly. I wanted He's him to like, think about it. This guy's not tipping me. Anymore. Yeah, let me, I waited. Let me do some inner reflecting and, and see what happens. And I think my happened. rating is 4.97, so I have pretty good standing. You have good standing, yeah. But that annoy- I know that bothers you, too. Yeah, that does bother me. Don't do the job if you don't want to do the job. Right. If I want to hear a driver complaining, I'll drive. <laughs> right? Yes. That's what I do. Right. I want to do that to not. What do you think it costs if I want to get a car service from Bradley Beach to MetLife Stadium for Bruce Springsteen and back? Like, uh, what, could, what would you I'm going to say, see, the problem is going to be that ride back. I know. I think they have to, I think they wait. I'm going to say once, on average, it's going to cost you $350. See, that that seems reasonable. Now, I will give you an idea, though, if you're planning on, if you want to drive. Okay. Go to Reds, because I think they do it for concerts, too. You park at Reds, they give you the shuttle, and they have their own designated area away from... The Ubers and the Lyfts and the cabs, and then they give you or you buy. You have to buy one drink, I believe it is. I think they give you a wristband. You get on the shuttle. Your car is at Reds. Then when you come back, your wristband, the shuttle's right there waiting for you. They get you right back. I've You've heard done you, this before. You've I heard haven't, about it. but I've had friends that have done it and say they do it for all their uh, giant season ticket holders. They've been doing it for two years now, or three years, whatever. I think they do it for concerts too. So you can drive to East Rutherford, but not to the stadium. You go the opposite direction. Perfect. Park at their parking lot, one drink, and then definitely get a go. drink at Reds if I'm getting yes. on a shuttle to go yeah. to the stadium. Yeah, maybe so I do that. It's an interesting idea to look into. I think you do have to buy the tickets for their parking lot online. Probably, prior. yeah, which Probably. is a good idea. But All right, I'm gonna do that, Jerry. A little more convenient than fighting that traffic. Yeah, I do not want to fight traffic because that'll make me miserable. I won't even be enjoying the show. I'll just be thinking about my ride home. I, you can't ask me if I, that was gonna be on my mind because getting an Uber afterwards. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I'm not even gonna think about it, and I'm gonna let everybody leave this stadium. We're gonna kick us out. I'm not gonna go stand outside longer than we have to, and it was fine. It was all right. That's the way to do it, Jerry. It was good. All right, let's do the warm-up show. We did do that this morning. And we'll be back tomorrow on a, is tomorrow Thursday, Jerry? Tomorrow's Thursday. Oh, Thursday. So. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, 
Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't well, suck. First three, mon- first three minutes have sucked. What is going on? It's Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. The Ed R. Zuman, nice to have you with us. I am back from Wisconsin. This guy's back from the football camps. His name is Al Bryce Dukes. What's up, man? Who the hell are you? I haven't Good seen you morning. in a month. Good morning, Jerry. Good to see you. Shout out Dexter Henry. Is for, he still going? He did WNBA scores, soccer in scores. Detail. Oh, this man's trying to shine. Horse Jerry. racing coming up at 6.03. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jerry, I am back. Uh, it was a freaking downpour on the way in today. Yeah, I didn't get that. You didn't get it. Oh, my well, goodness. Well, I couldn't sleep, so I was here at 3 o'clock. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was crazy. So if you get caught in that, be careful. Mm. This is those big areas of where, like, you're cruising along on, like, a highway, Jerry. And doing, then you like, can't see. And then all of a sudden, boom, yeah. you hit, like, this this gigantic puddle. Yeah. And then your car kind of, like, hydroplanes a little yeah. bit as opposed to plowing right through it. It is cool when you're, like, in a downpour rain and you're driving on the highway and you pull up next to somebody you're driving next to them and you look in there. You can look at their tires and see that film of uh, water underneath oh, sure. their tires. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool, Jerry. Jerry, you missed the Giants camp. I you did. missed uh, Jets camp. I did. I got to uh, be up close and personal with Aaron Rodgers. Did yesterday. you feel it? Did you feel it? I felt something. You felt the aura? I did feel a little bit of an aura. He got, uh, how do I say this? He was thrown for a loop on Hard Knocks last night. I did see, because uh, one of the previews for Hard Knocks was uh, the card trick. Is that the one yes. you're referring to? Yeah, he was... Uh, he, it was a card trick from somebody. A, it wasn't a card. So he, this guy, Oz or whatever his name was, yeah. he was a Oz Perlman. mentalist. Oh, is that right? And he specifically says, I'm not into the trick thing. He goes, I'm playing with your mind. Hmm. Nonsense. Some, You're a trick guy. Some sort of trick, yeah. He did He did one thing with McCall Hardman that blew me away with a puzzle, although you could make the case maybe all the pieces were the same. You'll see it. If you watch it today, you'll see what I'm talking I will about. watch. And then he did another thing with, uh, I think it was Michael Carter, I think, where he made him predict a different number he would take if he could choose any number. And, of course, as he's thinking about it, he writes it down as they're facing opposite directions, and he makes him reveal the number, and it's the same. Pretty wild stuff. I think I, it's the, 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 the goldfish one, though, in the card. 
Someone's got to explain that one. Yeah, that that is that was uh, that was on the preview uh, that uh, Hard Knocks released yesterday afternoon. But uh, there was a number of years ago when David Blaine, the illusionist, Jerry, yes. he went to Dallas Cowboys camp. Okay, and he was doing all sorts of tricks. But Emmett Smith, Deion yeah, yeah. Sanders, they were all freaked out. Okay, Thought, I could see. Well, you could see the guys in this auditorium in this yeah. in this theater room were like, "No way!" I mean, I got one McCall Hardman sitting there saying, "No way, no way." No, yes, why? He did it. Yeah, he wild it. stuff. So I look wild. forward to watching that. You like uh, Hard Knocks so far, Jay? Um, well, you didn't watch last night. You couldn't have, did I you? Just, I just watched it this morning. I got in at 3 o'clock and watched it. Oh, my it. gosh. Uh, I did watch it. Um, I do from the standpoint of I'm kind of in on the Jets right now. You are. I know I'm like, I know I'm running with the sheep with this one, mm-hmm. but I like what I'm seeing. I like the fact that Salah blasted his, uh, his offensive line in this episode. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of good stuff. I, I thought the first one was somewhat boring, but I was intrigued by it at the same time and I did enjoy it and I haven't enjoyed hard knocks in 10 years. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of into it right now. Yeah. I will look forward to, I didn't like the first episode, but I'll, I'm going to keep uh, watching. I, thought, I subscribed to max to get I, that Jerry. So did I, yeah. by the way, no more cable for me. Oh, you've bailed on cable. I am doing a direct TV stream guy now. Direct. Yeah, that's like kind of like cable. Yeah, but I but it's not. Well, well, it's not. <laughs> Let me tell you, I don't have a cable running through, and um, I'm out on it. Okay, I got to get the sh- the channel somehow, and Which, that's the one thing I found out. They have everything. They got MSG. They got yes. Yeah. They got SNY. It's also the most expensive of the packages, but still cheaper than what I was paying. Far cheaper, actually. I got so excited because. I was going to, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to sign up for like a YouTube TV or something for the football season. Right. No, no, no. You don't have to. No. The NFL Plus Premium, now you get Red Zone. I saw. uh, And NFL Network, Mm -hmm. along with all the in-market games. I'm good. You're good to go. I don't need nothing anymore. Good for you. So just murders and football. Murder documentaries, murder shows on ID Channel, football, Jerry. And there's a good one on Netflix for you on Neutron Food that you'll be oh, right yeah, up your I, alley. I watched that one. Poisoned? Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. I watched it on the plane yesterday. Yeah. It made me, made me want to vomit. And I think I'm going to eat cardboard for the rest of my life. Well, the main takeaway <laughs> from that was don't eat lettuce. Don't eat lettuce. Don't eat meat unless you burn it. I mean, there were a lot of different things well, that were I feel were like in they it. got the meat, ground the peanuts. meat figured out. They don't have the chicken figured out with the... Uh, no, with the salmonella. You like, you touch the tick, the chicken, you touch your faucet to wash your hands, you touch, and all of a sudden everyone's got salmonella. Do yeah. you remember about an argument I had with my wife that I told you about with putting the silverware in the dishwasher? Yes. And this documentary proves my point. You're, you're putting... If you put the silverware... Upside up, down. Upside down, or right, however, then... When you take them out, unless you scrub your hands, you're putting yeah. germs right on the silverware you're going to use to eat. Yep. And they they didn't illustrate that, but that was the point they were making. Yeah. The main thing is, listen, lettuce doesn't give you... Lettuce is not interesting. Don't eat lettuce. Don't eat it. Well, how about the, how about the cantaloupe thing? That goes against your whole thing about protective covering. I know. Right. I'm out, I'm out on cantaloupe now, too. Yeah. After watching that show, I'm, uh, this is about how your food is poisoned. I'm not going to eat lettuce of any kind, cantaloupe. How about nuts? Nuts I'm fine with. Even though the whole nut guy went to jail for 28 years? And that what did dis- he do? I don't remember the nut guy. The nut guy went to jail for 28 years. What's the nut guy? 
The nut guy. I don't remember his name was. But what what was the nut problem? The un, it was very unsanitary, and they nuts. were still shipping bad nuts out. Oh yeah, bad nuts. Oh yeah, I do. It's it's gross. That. Yeah. And the rats that were in the facility. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Right? So you got to be out on your nuts. I just want to. You know what? Give me an IV. <laughs> That's of nutrients. Of nutrients, correct, Jerry. I'll be slim. Well, and you're I've, already thin enough. You look like you're just on a water diet as it is. And I won't have any poisons running through me. I hear you. Or poop. That too. Well, that was another problem. That's the E. coli. They're spraying poop water. <laughs> on our lettuce. <laughs> <To> the <laughs> That's the problem. I, I got off the plane. I wanted to vomit. Yeah, <laughs> so that was a tough we, one. Oh, my God. And it was funny. I haven't heard, and it is on Netflix, huge platform. I've not seen a lot of people discussing it you're the only person that's brought it up to me when i tried yeah. uh it's something i don't know if i tweeted about it or something very little reaction maybe because there have been a lot of pieces about stuff like this and it's noise at this point i don't yeah. know i was intrigued because it was new me too and i wanted to watch it so whatever yeah it was a little scary jerry yes it was uh so also on uh hard knocks uh i i i cannot do a football season of offensive line calls about the Jets. <laughs> well, okay, get ready for them because I can't. Here was Sala. Oh, okay. Being the and this was this was a conversation last week about he's not an alpha. Yeah, yeah. Yes, not an alpha male. Here like he I was am. after watching the tape of practicing with the Panthers, where he goes after the offensive line. Offense, guys. It was our first opportunity to change the stink that's been in this organization for a very long time on the offensive side of the ball. You can have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You can have two $10 million plus receivers. Yep. You can have a reigning offensive rookie of the year. Sure can. You can have all kinds of skill in the running back room. None of it matters until the big boys up front change who the we are. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, he went after them pretty good. Good. Yeah, I was calling him out. And that was the one thing in Hard Knocks which you'll get to. And if you haven't seen it yet, enjoy the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and one of the centers who's spiking the ball, who's snapping the ball over his head. How'd that go? Not well. Good. Not well. Yeah. Stop it with the <laughs> offensive line. I know. Oh, just, no, no. Here it comes. How's the Giants offensive line this year? Quiet. Is that all right? Okay, quiet. quiet so far. All right, quiet. so we'll take that. Just but, like all the, there's no buzz around the Giants right, right now. They're just going about their business, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. They are. They're going about their business, Jerry. We did find out that someone in the uh, Brian Dayball family or um, friend of his, someone in Buffalo, it's either a family member or a friend of his, keeps notes on what we all say about him on this radio station, and he's got came with a list. Is that true? Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, he was having fun with it, but. Okay, give me an example. I don't remember one. Okay. <laughs> he, but he told you guys this on Yeah, Monday? he told us this, uh, and it's funny because Boomer first started the interview asking him, Jokingly, of like what Boomer did the first year he was yes. head coach when Boomer just started grilling him about oh, the, the Chiefs game, Bills Chiefs game. Yeah, then he immediately asked Boomer about Joe Montana coming down and <laughs> beating him, stuffing it in his face <laughs> in the Super Bowl. That's very funny. So, yeah, it was good. All right. So, we had some nice days at camp there, Jerry. How was Daniel Murphy? Uh, Daniel Murphy, Daniel Jones. Boring. <laughs> okay. Boring. All right. Which is fine. Yes. I don't mind a boring quarterback. You can be boring, just go out and win. The biggest news that came of that, the uh, the the stories that came out of that was that he was uh, asked to do the quarterback show, and he also said no. It's amazing. No one no wants one to wants do to this do it. thing. Yeah, it's so weird. Because yeah. you would think, like, with having Patrick Mahomes do it, 
would have opened the door for anybody else to want to. And and, and the way Kirk Cousins has been perceived because of it, too. Yeah. Geo, Geo's theory, which I, I, I kind of agree with, is that now that we know that you get a superstar quarterback, a middle-of-the-road quarterback, and a scrub quarterback, or maybe this was a McMonagle's theory that uh, Geo heard driving in the one day, maybe you're afraid that you're that the, when they're asking you, they have you slotted in for average or not good quarterback that they want to follow around. It's possible because Very that possible. seems to be the formula they, they use this yeah. year. So I get that. Now I think they'll just take anyone who says yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. We're going to follow around. Uh, I suppose so. Who's the quarterback? I'm trying to pick a random quarterback yeah, right now. <laughs> Bailey Zappi we're going to follow around this season on quarterback. Well, he's not probably going to play, but oh. I get your point. Could be Mac Jones. Could be Mac Jones. Could yep. be Mac Jones. So we got offensive line situations, Jerry. We had Aaron Rodgers on the show yesterday. Then he went out and had a terrible practice. Mm-hmm. I kind of have a feeling we had something to do with it. We threw off his routine. Nah, I had nothing I to do know. with it. Because if you watch Hard Knocks, they had a bad week last week. So. Oh. It's it takes time. That's all. Because he came walking in right out of the parking lot because yeah. he was in traffic, and he came in. He did not. He looked like he did not want to be there. I'm sure he did. It was first thing in the morning. Yeah, first thing in the morning. First thing out of uh, out of uh, traffic. Yeah, sure. Uh, didn't look like he didn't want to be there, but he warmed up to us. I'm sure. How long was he on for? Maybe 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, at least Longer, twenty. Maybe at least twenty. Very nice. Did not want to talk about his uh, new home. Okay. We uh, Geo asked him about that. He nothing. He cursed at us. Really? He said he didn't want to talk about that blank because uh, there's already too much info out there. Okay, in terms of where he is. Yeah. Okay. And all enough. that stuff. How much of the uh, the the darkness stuff did they get into? Or not really? Was not it really. really. Football. Not too much. Right. Boomer referenced the darkness at one point. Okay. Um, He's probably but, yeah. tired of talking about it anyway. Yeah. He did reference himself being in the hole, which I guess was the darkness. Okay. Yeah, but otherwise, it was a lot of football, Jerry. The guy's so happy to be... I, I know. He seems so happy. He doesn't know what it's like to lose yet as a Jet quarterback. And maybe he won't. Maybe they go 17-0. and Who knows? I don't believe that. But you never know. Right now, it's a honeymoon still. Oh, we're honeymooning well, it right now. They haven't played right a game now. yet. Right. They haven't played a game. They haven't lost yet. We are big-time honeymoon over here. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Defense been, looks good, though. Yes. Defense looks really good. Even the backups were... Beating the Panthers around, right? Yeah, yeah. What's Backup his, dudes. Bryce Young had a uh, hell of a first quarter. Yeah. I mean, he was being Man. run all over the place. I love, if I'm a defense, I love facing a rookie quarterback. Well, of course. <laughs> Quinn and Williams. And he was, he's probably the, mm, I would say he's probably the big star of Hard Knocks episode two. Is that right? Yeah, he's got a pretty good part in it. The I Magician mean, and Quinnen Williams. Well, the Magician's just in the first two minutes. Oh, man. Well, I mean, that's all it is. I'm, he, I'm sorry, the Mentalist. Mentalist. Not a Magician, I'm a, a mentalist. mentalist. Yes, the Mentalist was in the first two minutes. That's how it opens. And then you don't see him again. I didn't see the final ten minutes, so maybe they end with him. I don't know. I did see also they did the uh, rookie show that they always do, or like the rookies have to sing something. Okay. Did you that, get to that part? No, I didn't. That the that's got to be in the last ten yeah. minutes. I watch, it's a 55-minute episode, I believe. I think I've got nine, nine and a half minutes left. Man, they, didn't, they didn't film me at all yesterday. Film you? Yeah. Why would they film On Hard you? Knocks. Well, CeeLo and I were doing a live show. From at five there. o'clock in the morning, you yeah, want Hard five. Knocks to be there? Yeah. No chance. They they're weren't. not interested. It's like they don't even... Um, did anybody... I started listening to you guys for Monday. Yeah. 
Did any Giants come walking by? No. <laughs> like you were asking for? <laughs> no. Are you telling me young Giant players aren't listening to the warm-up show? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm telling you, Jerry. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That would have been so cool if one of them would have walked in and you said, excuse me, sir, hold on, let me yeah. Google image yeah. you because <laughs> I what don't did know you, who you are. <laughs> what did you say your name was, sir? <laughs> Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah. I had to Google a, a Jet player we got on yesterday. I believe it, sure. Solomon something okay, or other. Okay, I get it. But, but you've Solomon. done that, though, how many Solomon times? Thomas. Yeah, yeah, the offensive lineman. Yeah. How many times have you done that over the years with camp when you bo- or at the Super Bowl sites? Oh, yeah. When you book someone and you image search them so yes. that you are prepared for them, which I think is smart. I will tell you, the Giants tight end, Darren Waller. Yeah. When I saw him from a distance, because he was going to be our first guest at uh, right. the Giant camp. When I saw him as he was walking towards us, I was like, wow, this guy's like thin yeah, sure. for a tight end. Mm-hmm. Then he sat down in my chair, and the chair <laughs> went down from the hips down, like thighs. Big, thick guy. Thick. Yeah. And then like a slim torso. Mm-hmm. He, I would, he would, to me, be more like a hybrid receiver yeah. tight end type. He's not an 80-style tight end, but he's also not a wide receiver. So, but yeah, I think that could be one of the most under-the-radar pickups of the offseason and then Aaron Rodgers didn't look like a guy who would be taking a lot of hits really yeah but he looked this, thin. yeah but this Darren Waller Jerry all I was thinking of is him catching a ball right like a and then I'm like a defensive back and he, he's coming at me and then I gotta lower my shoulder into his thick thighs yeah that's why guys like Deion Sanders never wanted to tackle anybody Right. And Revis was like that, too. Don't want to tackle anybody. Well, how could you? Business decision. <laughs> but then I also think about wide receivers because they're slim. Yeah, sure. And Getting they're catching a ball across the middle? Linebackers. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. All right, quick break. 519. We are just getting started. A lot more to do. And then you got Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. You know what I thought was cool when Aaron Rod? You know how I'm, like, into, like, food shopping now? Like, uh, this Santa, is what I'm, yes. like, locked I, into. Is, yes, you are Like, different focused items that I put. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers came in drinking the same mineral water I like. I was like, mm, look at me and Aaron Rodgers. Best Rogers. friends forever. <laughs> I almost said something to him, and I want to. I don't want him to be like, get lost, loser. <laughs> he probably would have said that anyway. You could like, you could have said something. Aaron, solid. Uh, me, what was the water? It's like some sort of mountain spring water, <laughs> <laughs> and he had the same water you have. He had the same water, right? I was like, mm, me and Aaron Rodgers in lockstep. Yeah. That's right. I suppose so. Aaron Rodgers, Jerry. Mm -hmm. Jerry, uh, when the Mets traded away all of their, well, not all their players, but they got rid of Max Scherzer, they kind of waved the white flag, as we say. I decided that they are off of my show sheet. That's fine. They've been off your radar all year, so it's okay. (laughs) They're off my radar, Jerry. In fact, this was the first uh, last week when I was on vacation. I didn't watch their highlights in the morning. There was nothing to watch. Yesterday was a mess. So I was like, they're off the show sheet. I don't disagree with you. My question to you today is, Jerry, do the Yankees come off the show sheet? Not yet. Not yet. I think with how atrocious they were again last night offensively and the fact that Severino gives up another first-inning home run, they're not off the show sheet yet, but they are... Tinkering. They're getting close. They are the teeter. What are they teetering? Teetering. That's nice. Said tinkling or <laughs> tinkering. Whatever. They're, they're, they're tinkling teetering. Right now. They're. Te- I just sound like Evan Roberts. They're teetering on being off the show sheet. There's enough yeah. football to get to now that they are really close to becoming irrelevant. 
Like the Mets only will make the show sheet if they lose twenty-one to three to the Braves, like yeah. they did the other. Day. That's something yeah. unique. They the Mets needed mercy rules this weekend. Yeah. That's how bad they were. The Yankees and you can you can laugh at them all you want. The fact of the matter is they're six games out essentially, which is not a good place to be, with still a quarter of the season to go. It's not like there's five games left. There's still 40-something games to go, but they are close. They are very close to being becoming irrelevant. But for the longest time, they were three games back of the Yeah, ball. and did nothing. And, and nothing moved. Like, no. they didn't move. Because they, they get couldn't better. win consistently. They didn't get worse. Right. Now we've doubled that, and it's at six games. I agree. I don't think they've got a prayer's chance in hell right now of doing anything. But you still do have 40-something games to go. It's not like the season's over yet, but very close. And they got one hit yesterday. Yeah. One and it was in the second inning. Yeah, so they did nothing. No, nothing from that hit till the ninth. Nothing. Nothing. No, nope. that now, game was never in doubt. For they Atlanta. hit into a bunch of double plays again. I saw a uh, write up in the New York Post about the Glaber Torres mm-hmm. hitting into two more double plays last night, and he's actually got a Yankee franchise record now: six double plays in six games. That's the most by a Yankee in any six-game span. That sucks. That doesn't seem like a... A big deal? Yeah. It's like, that's only what... You're only averaging one double play a game. Yeah, you don't want any, really. You don't want any, but you could see at some point in the history of the Yankees somebody hitting into two a game. Yeah, I don't look at that and say, wow. Do you think he's proud to have the franchise record? No, I don't think so. <laughs> he does just have a like, franchise record, Just though. like Michael Kay at one point during the game last night is going over how poor they have been offensively and how poor Luis Severino is, and his point was, this is a guy that was once thought to be an ace when he's right. Yeah. He's throwing 99, and yet he's last in this. He's last in all of baseball in this, and this category he's terrible in, and walks and runs... I was like, wow, like what the hell has happened to this team? And they can't score. They're not any good offensively. I am uh, not a betting man, Jerry, but yesterday when all this talk, I think it was like the biggest, um, the Yankees were like the biggest underdog of the year last night, and Luis Severino has not been good. I was like, ah, this is like the perfect time to bet Bet the Yankees. Yeah, Yeah, because it's like that's just what happens. But no. Did you bet them? I did not bet them. And they only got one hit. And they they got shut out. Yes. Could you imagine if you took the over-under of runs over a half? (laughs) Or hits over right. one and a half. Oh, my God. I did a parlay, Jerry. I took the Yankees uh, over one and a half hits. <laughs> yeah. No, that would have been a very poor yeah, betting choice been. for me. Sure yeah, so been. I don't know. But then I hear, like, I'm um, listening to Joe and Evan yesterday, and Joe said he's still watching every Met game. Oh, I watch two. So maybe you know, they should put them on this, the show sheet. There is a part of this that is still entertainment. You're still watching a game. Like, I, I'm probably going to go to one of their games next week. I still enjoy it. I mean, they suck, but it is what it is. Yeah, and I like remember like when the Mets were terrible in the eighties. Growing up, they were awful in the early eighties. I watched every game. Yes, yes, I really do believe, and I don't know that it's unique to you, but I just in your case, I really do believe this job has ruined it for you. That as you soon feel- as they're out of it, I'm not. Well, it's not only that; it's it's that there's no joy in watching because you feel like you have to. You have to pay attention. Now, maybe not now because they're so far out of it, but all summer long when they've been very mediocre, you're still watching the highlights eh, because you feel like you have to for the show. I think if you take the show away and you're watching the games just very, you know, just for whatever, I think it's different. I think you probably care, you probably care more because you don't have to. Right. I do, I do think that. 
Yeah, I'm just try. I always like to try to go back to uh, my childhood. Well, right the now they're taking you back to the early '80s. So. They are right. <laughs> the like the '82, '83, '81 Mets. I know you didn't watch the highlights. Did you see in that six-run inning that the Pirates had? Did you see how they scored three consecutive runs? I did not. Walk with the bases loaded, hit by pitch, fastball. <laughs> <laughs> All with the bases loaded. Yeah, that's how they scored three consecutive runs. Wow. Went from 1-1 one, one to 4-1. See, that could have made the show shit. That was a weird way. <laughs> if you would have paid attention, I If I had paid so. attention, Jerry, that could have made the show it sheet. It could have, yes. Man. Yeah, terrible. So that's why I try to go back, because I still see people like on uh, Twitter and things commenting on the Mets games. Mm-hmm. Evan Roberts says he's uh, still yeah. locked well, he's in. he's got tickets. He's still going to go to games. He you says know? he's locked into the Nets when they're bad, when the Mets when they're bad, yeah. when the Jets when they're bad. The only... Hmm. I would say the only benefit, and I mean the only benefit, when the teams you like to watch or you root for, whatever, aren't very good, it's so much easier going to the games. Yes. There's just less people, more room. It's more leisurely. You're not sitting there hanging on every pitch or every play. Right. I remember going to net games in the Meadowlands when they were a bad team. My mom used to take us a lot, believe it or not. My dad would go too, but my mom had no problem getting in the car and taking us to, to net games. It'd be, be you know, 9,000 people at Brendan Byrne Arena or whatever it was called at the time, Continental Airlines Arena, before the whole, you know, kid. I mean, they had some good years too, but a lot of years they were bad. It was easy to go. It was easy to go to Shea when they stunk. Right. The traffic getting in and getting yeah. out is not crazy. It's easy not to go to City Field when they're not good. So that's the, but that's the only benefit. Everything else stinks. Yeah. I'm already dreading going to MetLife Stadium for Bruce Springsteen in like two weeks. I hear you. I hear you. We did the, um, so we walked out of American Family Field at 11 p.m. That's where the Brewers play? Yeah. And that's where the Pink concert was Monday. And we did the whole Uber thing. I said, it's so funny. When you sit there and tell yourself, and we can talk about this in the podcast because it's a longer conversation, I'm sure. But when you tell yourself, I'm not driving, I'm going to have some cocktails. I'm going to enjoy myself. Drink nothing. <laughs> it's so bizarre. You had no drinks? And one. You know what it was? I just, I didn't want to have to get up. Correct. It was, we were in the middle of the eye in the row. Yep. It was a pain in the ass. Whatever. So instead of renting a car, I didn't. I just did Ubers and everything. So I took the Uber there. No problem. I knew it was going to be an out-and-out disaster getting out. But I used the one trick I remembered. I think you did at the Super Bowl one time a couple of years ago. I think it was you. Maybe it was G. I don't remember. Go Uber. Is it Black X or Black whatever? When you get the um, the elevated, uh, the expensive car. Yeah. Everyone was sitting there searching. When is someone in? There's a big mess. So I did that one, and I got a, a Cadillac Escalade. Got the car in three minutes. Ah, I, that was not my trick. That was but I, I that, that was your trick. Oh, Yo, I'm gonna do that. Paid now. double, but we're watching everybody scramble. And I did it. Boom! Guy called me. Come here. Picked us up. We were out of there in five minutes. You got to you got to step your game I, up. I, and I must say, I credited you when I told Kim. Mm, no, said, this that was, was an Al Duke's trick. All right, well, but I will use that from now on. You could have faked it. I wouldn't have known. Hmm. But anyway, all right, quick break. When we come back, I know it was hours flying right by. Uh, we're going to reset a little bit. Al's got 17 more stories to get to in oh, 20 yeah. minutes. So it'll be like one story per minute. And then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. I'm confused, Jerry. So raise your glass. What? What's I'm, the matter? I'm playing Heartbreaker by Pat Benatar. No, that was pink. 
Was that you playing I, that? No, I no, was. Well, that was me playing. Oh, that, that was you. Oh. <laughs> I did. I completely forgot you played music oh, during the show. That's so weird because I hit it. I was like, oh, I'm going to play Pat Benatar because she opened up. I was like, wow, has this got screwed up? My, that's funny. Then oh, that she did play that. The, so I read an article going into that concert that if you're expecting Pat Benatar to play the hits, you're going to be wrong and you're going to be disappointed she doesn't play the hits on this tour. Meantime, all she did was play her hits. Yeah. And she played Heartbreaker, which Pink went into a version of as well, which was outstanding. But yeah, they played all the hits. It was actually pretty good. I would think she'd have to play the hits. I would think so, Come too. On. But, you know, as you know, sometimes they don't want to play the hits. That is true. Jerry, I'm going to read you a headline that is just, I wish it were me. Okay. Here. Headline, Tom Brady and Irina Shake have 48-hour romp. Yeah. At Chic London Hotel. Let's be honest. As romance heats up. I do the podcast with you every day. Yeah. I don't think you're interested in a 48-minute romp anymore. <laughs> you want a 48-hour one? Yeah, I could not. I could. Come on. <laughs> 48 hours. About about 4.8 minutes. <laughs> Look, I got to go. <laughs> you would be bored after yeah. about 30 minutes. Yep. I know. I did. I did read that. I heard Howard Stern many, many, many years ago, Jerry. I could actually remember what I was in Tampa when I heard this. This is mm-hmm. how long ago it was. And Howard Stern said, the only time I want it twice is before I've had it once. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I'd be like, I got a 48-hour romp. But once it's Irina done, it's done. Right, I'd be like, now what am I? I'm not we got 47 hours yeah. and 45 minutes left. Now what? <laughs> Guess we go get something to eat. I don't know. Boy, she would throw your ass out so quick. Right. It sounds real exciting right now. And then right after, you'd be like, nah. I tell you, eh. men really are just filthy animals. Not the worst. <laughs> We're the pigs. worst, Jerry. <laughs> you ain't wrong. But, oh, yeah, I thought that was a very nice um That's a great headline. headline. Great headline. Yeah. Uh, some uh, other notes, Jerry. Daniel Murphy has retired Who again. Who cares? Former Met. Your boy Peter Schwartz was putting his Long Island duck things in his in that. Yep, he, he was on the last month. He was on the Long Island Ducks. And then for a he little was while. doing some minor league. I figure what minor league team he was on. He was giving those stats. Like, yeah, no one cares. He was trying to make a comeback with the Angels. I guess was his last. That's thing. what it was. But yes. he's uh, he's he's throwing it in, Jerry. Throwing yeah. in the towel for yeah, the second and final time. Yeah, I forgot about Daniel Murphy years ago. Daniel so. Murphy, we hardly knew ye. Yeah, it was a good Met when he was here. He was a good Met, and then. Yeah. Uh, then when he was on the Rockies that, that year, he was tearing it up, right? I honestly don't remember. I, th- didn't he have I like do a not run remember. with the Rockies where I thought he had a run with the Rockies. He might have. I don't good, remember. Unless that was with the Mets. I'm no, so you, confused. Well, he was sure. very good with the Mets, as you know. Where we was watching the, where all those highlights. <laughs> he with Washington? He was with Washington, yeah. But I thought he would. He there was. He might have. He also I don't went know. to the Rockies at, at the, the end. end. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know what kind of run he had. I was in Colorado. Oh, you don't watch run, game, Jerry. You don't watch games in New York. Run. You want to watch games in Colorado? I remember Jerry. I got the MLB package so I could watch all those Colorado Rocky games. You and haven't he was watched. on a run. Right. And um, admittedly, since you're watching all these Colorado Rocky yeah. games, name one Rocky. Blackman. <laughs> all right, good for you. <laughs> That's right, Jerry. He's still there, Woo-hoo! Charlie Blackman, who was Charlie here in the Blackman. studio. Yes. Yes. That's right. Yes, Six years name, ago. Ask me to name another one. Cannot do no, that No, right I asked now. you the question. You answered it. That I was nailed it. Well done. I thought this was very nice, Jerry. You know, sometimes we think these athletes are just stone cold, no feelings. This Mookie Betts was legitimately touched 
by a fan inappropriately. Um, not inappropriately, Jerry. A, a fan, when he was on the on-deck circle, a fan got his attention who was sitting front row and said, if you hit a home run, I'm going to name my daughter her middle name, Mookie. Nice. And he said, please don't do that. Mookie is not a name for a daughter. So they went with bets. Uh, no, but the guy said, no, I'm I'm, I'm going to do it if you hit a home run. Mookie Betts hits a home run. Mm-hmm. After he rounds the bases, he fist bumps the guy. The guy did name his do- his daughter's middle name Mookie and got word to Mookie Betts, who then put out a video, who legitimately, Jerry, is touched by this. I think that's great. Uh, the baby's first name is Fran- Francesca. And no one cares about a middle name. So that's why it's perfect. It's on he the guy sent Mookie Betts uh the uh, birth certificate. Mookie Betts wants to meet this baby. That's cool. Mookie Betts seems to be one of the good oh, guys. Always has. Seems so pleasant. Yeah, yeah. You know Monzo named all his kids after Ranger players. Is that right? That is right. Hmm. That Did is they right. ever put out a video saying I thank do, you? I do Probably not, not. I don't think so. I yeah. do not believe so. All his kids after Rangers. Yeah. In in one way, shape, or form, yes. Yeah. Whether it's a middle name for one of his daughters or whatever, yeah. All okay. named after a ranger. Yeah. Well, this is pretty cool. Now, I'd uh, he looks like he seems like he wants to have a uh, wants to know about this Francesca Mookie. Is it true that child. they asked him to be the Godfather? Uh, not yet, but Jerry, <laughs> I would not be surprised. <laughs> you never know. Stranger things have happened. Yeah, I would not be surprised by that. You never know. Uh, this Wander Franco, Jerry, continues to uh, get in trouble. I don't know if you saw this story while you were vacationing. I did see the story, yeah. He supposedly had an uh, a inappropriate relationship. An online relationship, correct? With an uh, underage uh, person. And now a second one has come forward. Although this one, I don't know, Jerry. No, can I ask a question? Yeah. Wander Franco is what, 23? 22. 22, okay. Yeah. Was he aware of these people's ages? Uh, I don't know. But the one who came forward yesterday is 17. Right, he's 22. He's 22. It's, I, not like, I, it's not like me you. trying to date a 17-year-old, Jerry. I know. That is wrong. I, I completely Thank agree. You. I, I'm with you on this. It's a little weirder. This is odd because a 22-year-old and a 17-year-old, I know what the law says in some states. Right. Well, this is in the I, Dominican Republic where it's 18. Isn't it weird, too, like in some states it'd be like, eh, you're 16. You can get married and have kids. Go marry a 50-year-old. It's all good by us. That's a weird. Yeah, it is. Those weird. states are weird. <laughs> if you're one of those states with I a, wouldn't retire there. <laughs> if you're one of those states where you can date and marry a 16 year old, you're in a weird state. I, you're right. I completely agree. Very We're strange. not in one of those states. No. So we're okay. We're good, Jerry. But for Wanda, for, for, for the Rays, and then you have what's his name? Shane McClanahan having Tommy John surgery. Yeah, they're, they're falling Wanda apart. Wanda Franco. Jerry. No, yeah, I mean, and he's pretty sudden, good, right? Yeah. Wanda Franco. <laughs> I was saying yesterday to CeeLo, he's if, awesome. I, if I know his name, he's got to be pretty good. Prior to being yes. in the news for this, then he's got to be pretty good. I would say he's a stud. Is what I would say. Is that right? Yeah, he's a damn good player. Mm. So I would take a quick break. Final break. We'll get you a sports minute, and then we'll come back. We only got to three of the 17 stories, so Al's going to pick out one of the best of the 14 that remain. We'll get to the rest of them on the podcast. And then you got Boomer and Geo at 6. Right now, Odyssey Sports Minute, Amy Lawrence. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Oh, we got about uh, two minutes and six seconds to go. Al's got 14 stories left and only two minutes to get to oh all of Oh, my gosh, Jerry. I don't know how you choose. I don't know. Uh, uh, well, hmm. I don't know, Why don't Jerry. you break down the Yankee Braves well, game for us? 
That'll take four seconds. Yeah, that wasn't good. But uh, your main man, Zeke Elliott, you saw he's uh, on the uh, the Patriots now. Yeah. And the Cowboys play the Patriots, Jerry. Would you bet on a Zeke Elliott touchdown against your Dallas Cowboys? Oh, I could see that. Right, to get him right Plunging to the goal in from line. the one-yard line? Sure. Yeah. I could see that. Gio was talking about like how annoying it is to play no. fantasy football. I'm with him on this one. Like I don't, I don't play it. But this is like a perfect example. Like you'd have like a running back on your team, and then they'd give the ball to Zeke Elliott for the touchdown. Right, the other guy does all the oh, work, and then he goes in for the score. So annoying, yeah. right? He yeah. goes in for the score. I have, do, I have not played fantasy sports Me in neither. years. So, so be it. Jerry, I live in reality, yes. not fantasy. I'm not in this fantasy world that other people are in. Right. Like the 48-hour romp, you're out on that. Yeah, I'm out that. That would be a fantasy. That's a fantasy, Jerry. It's a, it seems like a great idea. At the on, moment. At the moment. You'd yeah. be like 48 hours with Irina Shake mm-hmm. in a hotel. I'd be like, yes, sir, sign me up. <laughs> by forty, by the 48th hour, you'd feel like you're in prison. Get me out of here. Right. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, let's go again. Go again? <laughs> How old do you think I am? I'm 53. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> with no stamina. <laughs> Come on, right. Or want to, or desire, I or barely, testosterone, for that matter. Right. My t- t- testosterone is barely registering at this point. He's lucky he has testicles, right. folks. Exactly, Jerry. At this point. When I retire, I'm just going to shoot myself up with t- testosterone.